Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the EMG Gold podcast. My name is Mark Koskila, Head of Marketing here at EMG Health, and today I am delighted to be joined by Head of Sales Excellence for Europe at Sandoz, Alexi Chachago. Alexi is a specialist within commercial excellence with extensive consulting and industry experience over the past two decades. Based in Munich, Alexi has been with Sandoz for almost six years. Prior to his time there, he held several senior positions at Clarion, a specialty chemical company, as well as Farmers Grunenthal Group. Alexei speaks Russian, English and German, and has spent time working across Russia, Switzerland and Germany. He was recently a speaker at this year's Reuters Farmer Customer Engagement virtual event, where he hosted a roundtable which explored the role of medical sales representatives and considered the impact the pandemic has had on their activities. Welcome to the podcast, Alexi, and thank you for being here. How are you today? Thank you, Mark. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. How are we doing today? Yes, I'm, I'm brilliant. Thank you. Really, really excited about getting this conversation started. So could, could we start off by um, talking a little bit about your education and early professional background? I know that you have a PhD in computer science, but how did you transition into the pharmaceutical industry from there? Sure, Mark. Um, I started my career in a small research-based boutique originating in the space industry and um, focusing on development of medical information systems and innovative medical devices. One of priority topics for us was to support physicians uh, in the process of patient analysis and diagnostics. It was a cross-domain project bringing together computer scientists, you know, mathematicians and physicians. One can hardly imagine approaching this type of projects without um, artificial intelligence technologies from one side and actually sales colleagues uh, commercializing uh, final products uh, within medical community. It was always interesting for me to uh, bridge these two very different uh, communities. On one hand, uh, scientists from research with, you know, with um, agile and flexible mindset and on the other, commercial colleagues uh, who enable conversion of uh, these innovative ideas into a sustainable business. Um, initially, I joined a research team developing uh, prototypes of medical diagnostic and uh, therapeutic systems. Uh, with one project, I had a chance to join sales team and uh, was responsible for commercialization of a product called Reflexa Diagnostic System. Uh, it brought me quite close to physicians and patients, and uh, that is how I realized how significant, you know, uh, is the potential for further support of healthcare practitioners' decision-making process uh, from the side of science. Um, I decided to, to come back to academic community, joined a master's program in the Technical University of Dresden, focusing on uh, formal languages and uh, artificial intelligence, and afterwards, uh, International Graduate School in the University of Paderborn in Germany, uh, where I did my doctorate. It was clear for me that um, I would like to, to, to drive across uh, functional projects where I have enough uh, space for continuous learning and uh, can apply my knowledge and skills collected over a decade in academic computer science community. Therefore, I decided to, to go to pharma consultancy and applied for a position with a uh, ZS Associates in, in Frankfurt. There I was running marketing and sales projects with the pharma and medical devices companies. And uh, within one of the exercises, I've got an offer from uh, Grunenthal 
to join the headquarters team, which was uh, my first commercial excellence role in pharma. Great. No, thank you. And, and really interesting to hear there about your your kind of thirst for learning and, and how that really resonates with what we do here in terms of um, you know that, that kind of continuous learning and and wanting to be to be sponges. I guess something that that's been recently talked about in our, our recent uh, Sir Clive Woodward um, podcast. So, so moving moving forward a bit, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've held several senior positions across the industry and have led teams for over a decade. Has your leadership style changed at all since the start of the pandemic, or was maintaining consistency paramount at that time? Great question, Mark. I believe that leadership is all about trust, and um, trust helps to create a collaborative environment where people share, you know, their knowledge and uh, and more committed. One of key challenges during pandemic time for me was to keep proximity to my team. That is probably the most critical element of trust. Um, remotely managing a team is much easier today because of technologies, but it takes quite some time to have um, similar closeness to people like we had in the past. Instead of having a small talk on the on the office floor, a manager should have enough touch points with the team members to get a sense of individual situations. Exponential change that uh, stands behind pandemic impacted not only business environment but also our private lives. So I realized that uh, it is crucial to be uh, much more structured while uh, talking to my team and, uh, and other colleagues. Uh, you know, another point uh, I would like to mention is a fundamental change in culture today, being driven increasingly by purpose, not by control. I'm lucky to work in a company with a clear sense of purpose. Sanders is a global leader in generic medicines and uh, our Day job is to drive access to affordable, high-quality medicines and uh, to help keep uh, healthcare sustainable. This purpose is an extremely powerful common denominator for all colleagues in Sandos. It's uh, also very important how we do things and how we interact with each other. That is basically our culture driven by common set of values and behaviors. And here, I like how we framed it in Novartis and Sandos. Uh, there are four key pillars, inspired, curious, unbossed, and integrity. It impacts my leadership style. And basically, I try to remove barriers for those around me and uh, empower them. Absolutely um, fascinating. And, and I guess having that, that, that kind of framework in terms of um, the values you cited there must be incredibly useful as a, as, as a leader within within Sandals. Now, um, mo moving on to the next question. Um, so on, on to the topic of the round table that you hosted during the recent Reuters events, could you, could you give us a brief overview of how the medical sales representative role has evolved during your time within the industry? Um, how, how do the old models compare with the new? So, while science progressed a lot over the last decades, uh, our commercial models remained the same until last year. Actually, what I did uh, myself being in the field 20 years ago and uh, what has been done by uh, medical reps until much last year was quite similar. However, with the uh, travel restrictions, you know, bans on community gathering, uh, work from home guidance, and um, probably understandable, 
restrictions on access to healthcare settings, a perimeter around the role of the field force is definitely being changed. Being trained to be effective in a process-driven sales execution, customer-facing colleagues should now rely on their skills and capabilities in the environment driven by uh, exponential disruption. I would like to mention that in many cases, they engage with the customers using a set of guidance principles rather than specific instructions like in the past. Now, they're learning pros and cons of different engagement channels and try to leverage emotional intelligence. They try to do their best to support physicians and patients operating in business unusual conditions. These conditions are continuously changing. That is what we, what we call the new normal or next normal. There is a change in split between transactional and non-transactional activities where, uh, while we are engaging with the customers. Sampling or product messages uh, covered more than 70% of regular rep activities in the past. What we have now is a major shift to patient-related topics and specific requests relevant to individual HCPs. There is a change in split between transactional and non-transactional activities while engaging with customers. Sampling or product messages covered more than 70% of regular rep activities in the past. What we have now is a major shift to patient-related topics and specific requests um, relevant to individual HCPs. One more point. Fundamental change in patient journeys in both chronic and acute uh, treatment has two implications, HCP access restrictions and evaluation of HCP expectations on touch points with pharma companies. Exactly here, we started to talk about uh, customer experience and personalization. One can hardly overlook elevation of reps autonomy. It's definitely an opportunity for strong reps and the challenge for others. And last but not least, um, it's increasing importance of full touch points for many tasks, HCPs simply don't need rep support, and a decrease of impact and access for push touch points. Uh, to summarize, Mark, value-added interactions remain in place. Uh, the way of engagement and the role of the rep may further evolve. Thank you, thank you for that, and I think it's a really, really interesting um, insight. Do, do you think, with the with the changes that you were talking about in terms of the the medical sales representative role and and how it's really shifting with the pandemic whether individuals in the role now find it more rewarding um i would say yes it's uh, it's really a good point uh, since we are talking about personalization on the side of uh, hcps right increase expectations around personalization similar we should expect at the level of uh, sales representatives great Next question then. So over the coming months and years, what, what do you predict the new normal will look like for sales metrics and KPIs within farmers' commercial teams? Um, as we shift into the uh, new or next normal, overall performance management as well as um, uh, specific metrics should be revaluated to, to, to reflect impact of uh, commercial model changes, I don't know, such as um, changes in the rep role, Increased cross-functional collaboration, you know, medical, marketing, sales colleagues together, uh, upscaling of skills and uh, increase of um, virtual engagement. Uh, for example, the change in customer engagement expectations and more personalization 
imply uh, moving away from sales performance metrics only uh, towards uh, impact uh, measures. To put it simple, we need KPIs that uh, reflect and uh, recognize how well the needs of the customer uh, are met. Tracking such metrics currently is quite difficult or expensive, but even now one can do it. For example, we can, we can use surveys at the end of remote interactions or use some uh, macro collection methods such as primary market research to, to get insights about customer satisfaction. Another example is about team and uh, collaboration KPIs. Here I believe that uh, more team-based or shared goals will be introduced um, above roles and above territory borders. KPIs based on coaching, uh, teamwork, and driving collaboration can become more common as uh, sales teams shift to a more right and cross-functional approach. Also, I think that the time window of performance management will be changed towards a more frequent and uh, in-depth visibility of performance uh, attainment for medical reps. Uh, now we can observe that companies have started to recalculate goals more often because of uh, continuous market changes. I would also expect more frequent usage of adherence metrics where reps in the future will expect it to adhere to, uh, for example, to the suggestions provided by a central analytical team in real time using uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence technologies. Great, thank you, Alexei, and, and, and fascinating to hear how um, AI might be able to assist in the future there. Um, so as we've seen over the past year, agility is crucial in order to stay relevant and to tune into the preferences of customers. How can organizations ensure that they remain responsive and flexible to their environment and ultimately tailor their approaches for individual customer preferences and needs? Mark, the question is uh, definitely very difficult, but uh, there are two fundamental tasks for pharma companies. Uh, bring our science to physicians, and bring our medicines to patients. As I already mentioned, our purpose is to drive access to affordable, high-quality medicines. The only sustainable way to accomplish both tasks is to, is to be customer-centric. That implies some specific tools and skills uh, for our uh, customer-facing teams. First of all, I mentioned already emotional intelligence. You know, to feel challenges of patients and physicians like we had during pandemic. More effective listening to deeply understand customer needs to, to choose the right approach uh, to communication. Um, ability to align customer engagement process with the uh, customer needs which are impacted by, uh, by environment. Talking about tools, I believe that is critical to provide reps with uh, dynamic customer engagement plans in other words, tools should, should recommend the next best uh, interaction point depending on the outcome of the previous one. To do this, we also need uh, proper support uh, of back office where um, cross-functional collaboration and similar sense of customer focus should, uh, should exist. I believe that we should not force any types of engagement, either face-to-face -face or digital. It's, it's important to be agile in, in, in reaction to, to what customers want and competitors are doing. We, we human beings are made for working together, right? Personal touch 
any types of interactions has always a positive impact. Extreme business models can hardly be a standard practice. The most critical point is to find out a proper balance between face-to-face -face and digital and go-to-market model is a function of you know, customer channel preferences in the end of the day and the activities of our competitors. If, if customers prefer to talk in person and competitors provide this opportunity, your digital approach might lead to lack of access. You know, to, to summarize, responsiveness and flexibility are coming together with true customer-centric operation. No, really interesting there. Um, good to hear about the different, um, different approaches that can be considered. So ending on a slightly lighter and more personal note, when, when social restrictions are finally lifted, what will be the first thing that you plan to do and, and who would that be with? Oh, it's, it's a good one. Um, let me think. Yeah, actually, Munich is not far from Garda Lake in Italy. You know, north part of Garda is one of the best windsurfing spots in the world. In the past, we, uh, me and my family, we used to, to go there several times per year, uh, somehow between April and uh, September. Last year, everything was uh, a bit different. Therefore, um, actually, I'm looking forward to uh, windsurf over Garda Lake. That's certainly a beautiful part of the world, isn't it? So uh, fingers crossed that you can. <laughs> Everything's got back to more, more of a, of a normal uh, or a sense of normal, so that you can uh, you can do that. Um, but thank you so much for for joining me today, um, Alexi. It's been absolutely brilliant um, speaking with you. Thank you, Mark, for having me today. It was also a pleasure for me. No problem. So that's all we have time for this week. Don't forget to check out our digital magazine at www.emg-gold.com for plenty of articles, interviews and news on everything and anything related to pharma. If you'd like to hear more conversations like the great one we've had today, then please do join us every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts from. And while you're there, you can also check out our extensive archive featuring a range of thought leaders from inside and outside of the pharma industry. So thank you for listening. Take care and see you next time on the EMG Gold podcast.